Nebraska Athletics Podcast, episode 22, uh, back here at North Stadium. It is Thursday, August 8th, about 2.15 in the afternoon. Brian, we've been on a little bit of a break with uh, not a whole lot going on this summer, but now we're back. We've got football not far away. They're actually practicing, but and then we've got some other stuff to talk about with uh, both basketball teams. They're overseas in Italy right now. Um, but let's get to what everyone wants, is probably talking about and thinking about. That's uh, Nebraska football uh, camp opened um, less than a week ago. Um, I know you've you've been to a couple practices. Uh, what are your impressions from the first couple of days of fall camp? Well, first of all, welcome back to another school athletic year, Jeremy. It's good to get back with these uh, podcasts. Yeah, when does it actually the school year, the academic year actually start? I mean, school hasn't started yet. It'll be a couple of weeks. I think we haven't had a, two weeks from Monday. Maybe it's Saturday when the soccer team plays an exhibition game against. Yeah, that's technically the first athletic event of the 2019. To me, when season. fall camp starts, it's all yeah, that's pretty it's much all it. wash from there. Yep. So that's kind of what I judge it on, and we are underway. We've had our. Big Ten uh, Media Days in July in Chicago. We've had Scott Frost's Media Day and Fan Day last week, and practices are underway. Uh, we can't say it's two-a-days. We haven't had two-a-days for several years now, but back in the day it used to be the time for two-a-days in the dog days of August. But the Huskers are underway, and, yeah, I've caught a little bit of every practice so far. I was over there a little bit this morning, and, and you you can tell a difference just in the way they look physically and how they're gonna you know go about their business and everything and I think the one thing you hear about more than anything from coaches is that the team is really more dialed in and really zoned in on what the coaches are telling them and teaching them and there's not really a lot of wasted time and the offense is, is going fast, and I know Scott would like it to go even at a faster pace, but I know they've been really pleased with the, with the buy-in and, and the reaction to the players and uh, from the players from what the coaches are trying to teach, and just uh, it, it just seems like a, a whale of a difference from, from this time last year, uh, you know, when it was just getting started with the new realm of Scott Frost and everything, but now, now the year or two is here, you can definitely tell a difference just in the way that they kind of go about their business on the field. I know Scott actually hasn't. Scott had his uh, pre-fall camp press conference last Thursday, I believe. He uh, actually hasn't addressed the media yet since fall camp starts. That'll be tomorrow, if I'm correct. I believe his first uh, mm-hmm. media availability is tomorrow. Um, and I know he talked about this a little bit at um, media days back in Chicago. But what is, or I guess if you've heard it from players and other coaches, what, um, what, how are the coaches addressing kind of, you know, the team was 4-8 and last year. But yet they're kind of being picked and mm-hmm. have a lot of uh, expectations going into this season. How are the uh, players and coaches handling that? Well, I think they're embracing it. I don't. I don't think they dislike the attention because it, you want positive attention for your program. However, I know that Scott feels that they don't deserve it because they've not done anything yet. <clears throat> Excuse me, and <clears throat> the fact that everybody's picking them and not everybody but a lot of people are picking Nebraska to win the Big Ten West and challenge for the Big Ten championship overall and as you said there were four and eight last year so I, I think a lot of the hype Scott feels is probably undeserved and he doesn't want his team necessarily to, to focus on that however they're not going to shy away from it either they they like the attention it's positive attention it's it's good in recruiting it's um, and I hear a lot of the national uh, talk shows and, and whatnot 
say that, you know, Nebraska fans are having, you know, they have their sights set too high and everything. I don't think it's the Nebraska fans necessarily that are thinking this way. I think it's the national media. It's the it's the Athlons and the Phil Steels and the, the national outlets that ever since last spring, they're the ones who are saying there's going to be a big turnaround. And, and then you hear, you know, some of the talk shows nationally saying that, hey, Nebraska fans need to, you know, to dial it back a little bit. I think a lot of Nebraska fans realize what the situation is and, and they'd be thrilled to just go to a bowl game and win, you know, seven, eight games and have that kind of progress this year. And I don't think anybody around here, as far as the fan base is concerned, is expecting a huge, huge breakthrough this year. They would like that, but I, I think it's more of a national thing than anything that everybody's thinking because Scott did this in year two at UCF that he's going to do the same thing here. And that just kind of caught like wildfire in the off season that they're going to have this huge turnaround. And maybe they will, I don't know, but locally I think Nebraska fans have a more realistic expectation of what might happen here than what a lot of the national talk shows are, are saying. Um, if we're, you know, like we said, we're only a couple days into practice, but I think uh, a couple spots that people are pretty interested in are running back just because you have, um, you know, obviously Divino Zigbo not back this year. Um, a lot of uh, new faces at running back, and then also a lot of new faces for staying on offense, a lot of new faces at uh, on the offensive line. Um, have you seen anything from kind of the guys that are returning and newcomers in, in either position or either spot? Well, Ryan Held really broke down the running backs on Wednesday, and I'm going to have a story up here later on this afternoon uh, about what he said with the running backs. And I think he's been really pleased so far. They're not Heisman Trophy winners yet by any stretch of the imagination, and, and he said that. He doesn't want to place, place too high of expectations on them, but I think he's really pleased with what he's seen. And that kind of goes back to earlier what I was talking about as far as the buy-in and, and the retention and all those things. But uh, the the newest guy in the group, I think, that's turning heads and will make a difference this year is is uh, Dedrick Mills, the junior college transfer from Garden City. And he'll be that big, strong, physical back. And I know that, that Ryan really likes him as far as from a, you know, a work ethic standpoint. He calls him a sweater meaning he's going to work hard and sweat all the time. They said, joke, he's got to have a towel around him all the time because he sweats so much and works his, you know, works his rear end off and everything. So he really likes his work ethic. And I think he's one of those guys that when they want to go to a power set that they can really get downhill with him and he'll really move the pile forward. And Held said that in his four years as a running backs coach, you know, here and at UCF that he's really not had somebody that explosive as far as moving the pile and, and being powerful like that. So I, I think that's a that's a huge addition to to this uh, to the group. And you know, Maurice Washington, I've seen him in practice. He looks outstanding. Um, you know, there's so much speed on this team. And then you add a guy like Wandale Robinson who will play receiver and running back and it's anybody's guess, probably the coach's guess right now as to what that split looks like, how many snaps he'll get at each position. But those are the types of guys that this offense and this system with Scott Frost, you know, they like those hybrid type of guys. And, you know, Maurice could be one, but he's more of a running back. But Rondale Robinson is definitely... Um, Wandale Robinson. Yeah, what did I say? Wandale? I, think you, I thought you said Rondale, which... No, one, <laughs> no, no, Wandale. Wandale. Wandale Robinson is uh, definitely a hybrid type guy who can play, uh, you know, both receiver and, and running back. So, in he's... 
I know a lot of the fans didn't get to see him in the spring and because he was hurt and everything, but in practice, he's looked uh, he's looked really good. Um, another guy, uh, Ramir Johnson, is you know I've seen him take a, a couple of long runs too, and he's he's got a burst to him. And a lot of with with those young guys that that Ryan Held wants them to do is you know jump in and don't you know don't dip your toe in the water so to speak he wants them to go 100 miles an hour and if they're making mistakes great but he wants them to do it uh at a high speed and i i think he's seeing that with these young guys right you know this first week into fall camp mm-hmm. so uh those are uh some of the names i guess as as far as running back you know is concerned i haven't dialed in as much yet on the offensive line you know cam jurgens is still out uh will forniak is getting Snaps at center in his place right now, and uh, how long Cam Jerkins is out, we we don't know. But uh, he's part of the one ten, and he's been suited up for the most part. He's just been very very limited in what mm-hmm. in what he can do. So uh, we'll probably zone in more on the on the offensive line next week. But um, you know, and quarterback, we all know what quarterbacks like right now. And I think the race right there is for number two, and it looks like it's probably between uh, Luke McCaffrey and. Um, Novedro, I think yeah, yeah. No, no, no is the other one, yeah. Because uh, Andrew Bunch is actually in that mix too, but yeah, I think he's probably uh, a little bit further down the line. But I think Noah's probably taking more snaps at two over uh, Luke right now. But I know they really like what Luke. Um, he knows his playbook very well. I put it that way. He did. He scored very, very highly on the on the test of the quiz that they have. So, uh, but. Uh, but I will say the defense has been giving uh, Adrian some fits, especially in the passing game. They've, they've tipped some balls and gotten some interceptions. And uh, the, the defensive line has definitely had its way uh, up front with uh, in that battle. So with additions like uh, Darian Daniels uh, and Damian Daniels and, uh, I, you know, go on and on. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a big group inside, and they've been really impressive so far up front. I think it was Coach Verdusco yesterday that made the comment that uh, talking about the defense that they were seeing more aggressive this year. They were getting to balls, tipping balls that he didn't see them mm-hmm. making those plays last year. It, it was just more of a kind of what you were just bringing up. They going a hundred percent and just going after things instead of maybe being worried about to to make a mistake. So those are all good things to hear. Uh, so, yeah, team will continue practice um, tomorrow. Like we said, Coach Frost will have media availability after practice. We'll have coverage of that on Huskers.com. Uh, we'll have a practice report and as well um, on-demand video of, of Coach Frost's press conference. Well, the other the other sports, um, well, we've got a lot of sports going on and practicing right now. Um, like we said, soccer is actually kind of kicks off the athletic season this weekend. They host uh, Nebraska well, Omaha at uh, Hidmer Soccer Stadium this this Saturday in a, in, a, in an exhibition game. But the other thing that a lot of fans are probably interested in is um, some competitions that are taken halfway across the the globe. And over in Italy, uh, Fred Hoiberg's team is is over in Italy, uh, and and fans have been able to get uh, their first look at the basketball team because some of those games have been streamed online. Um, have you been able to catch any of the games? And kind of what's your thoughts so far on? on the new look men's basketball squad yeah i think the first game was streamed and the other two have not been and i wasn't able to get the the stream in the first one for whatever reason but i've seen a few highlights and i've been following uh, ben mclaughlin from the husker radio network and uh and seamus from our department he's been giving some updates uh, on twitter and mm-hmm. 
and on Huskers.com. So it, from what I can gather, that they're playing well offensively and, and shooting uh, the three-pointer quite well. And that was one of the things I think that people were wanting to see based on some of the talent they were bringing in. And so far, so good. Um, you know, they don't have everybody uh, over there right now, but um, the guys they do have, they've been really – uh, experimenting with different starting lineups. Uh, I don't think any of the three games has had the exact same starting lineup, so that's been good, and they're giving everybody some time. And I think everybody scored in that first game. Uh, they won again today, uh, and they actually were able to uh, face some adversity, albeit some may, some of it was maybe self-inflicted because they were ahead by 29 points and won by three. Uh, but I guess the point being is that they did face adversity late in the second half, and that was something that they hadn't faced in the first two games. So I think the coaches are probably uh, pleased to see them face some of that and then to see them react the way that they did is, uh, as I said, to have that big lead and then have the, the, have the team come back and then still win. So the 3-0 on the trip with one more to go. But, yeah, I, I think offensively that they're – I saw one clip this morning when – uh, just moving the ball around, they had like five quick, crisp passes, and then it led to an open three-pointer, and it just looked like the ball boom was was good. And you know, the big thing for this trip for these guys is just getting to know each other, not only off the court but obviously on the court, and you know how each player reacts, and and you know just that chemistry on the court is so important. And to get these games under their belts as a as a brand new team, and we mean a brand new team because there's only two returning two returning players is really important. So uh, regardless of what happens in that last game, I think you've got to say that, you know, knock on wood, any injuries or anything, that this has been uh, a very, very successful and, and good trip for the for the team. Well, for fans that don't know, uh, teams get to do this once every four years, take a foreign trip. And the, the other positive for it is it's kind of like a bowl game in football where you get all these extra practices. Yeah. The team got to practice quite a bit here in Lincoln before, before they made the trip. So... Um, as as you said, for a team that's breaking in basically an entire new roster, um, none of these guys had really played together before, um, other than Sean and and uh, Thor. Um, they get those added, added practices to you know get to know each other a little bit more, and you know maybe that makes a difference during the regular season. Maybe it helps you win a game or two. So it just kind of lined up perfectly for uh, the right time for when Coach Hoiberg came in, and um, I'm sure. If you hadn't had this uh, opportunity this summer, it, it probably would have made things a little bit harder once they start kind of regular practice when everyone else does. So, um, and it should be noted too that Minnesota is also over there. And uh, the day after Nebraska played, I don't remember the names of the teams. I don't have that in front of me. But the first team Nebraska played uh, beat them handily by twenty or thirty points or whatever it was. Minnesota played the next day and had to rally from a double-digit deficit to win by like four or five. And you know, you don't want to get too big into comparative scoring mm-hmm. or anything, but it kind of gives you an idea, at least, of the competition. I think that um, when you have one of your peer teams in the same situation, in the same place, facing the same competition, it at least kind of gives you an idea of uh, you know what the other team is. So, um, so that, you know, I think that was good to see. And then uh, I think Minnesota's playing again today, but I don't know that it's a team that Nebraska's played yet. I think it's probably a different team because uh, Nebraska played the same team twice, back-to-back yesterday and today, I believe, right? Uh, that may be correct. And then they won both. They won big yesterday, and then, as I said earlier, they, they won by three after being ahead by a lot. So, uh, well, I, you know, have to double-check on that. But I know there's been at least one common foe between Nebraska and Minnesota, so you have something to judge by at least. And 
Uh, Illinois is also over there. In fact, they ran into each other today on uh, on one of, their, one of their stops somewhere I saw on Twitter. So I don't think they've played any games yet. So I'm sure there's probably at least one or two same teams that uh, they might play. Um, I know Illinois. Actually, wait, I, I did see a score that Illinois won big against somebody like 102 to 60 something because um, I saw a video online on Twitter about how how pleased they were with their execution and uh, et cetera, et cetera. But so they have at least played one game, and we'll have to see if they play any common foes or or not. I don't, I'm not for sure. Okay. Um, well, as we talked, you brought it before. You had the story on a. Story with Coach Held that'll be coming out soon. Uh, anything else kind of in the hopper that uh, fans should be looking out for on Huskers.com? Well, we have Volleyball Media Day tomorrow, so we'll have something from that at some point and get a report from uh, John Cook and the program. And another, as we said, another academic athletic year is upon us, so it'll be a lot of interest with, uh, with the volleyball program and uh, a lot of experience back. So this should be a, another exciting season for them so mm-hmm. we'll have a report from them i believe it's later on tomorrow afternoon when they have their actual uh, media day with coach cook and uh, i'm sure there'll be a couple of players involved too so get going on volleyball again too it just never ends no it doesn't well it, it did for a couple months <laughs> because we haven't done this for a couple of months yeah. so like it did end for a little bit it did end for a little bit we are uh we're but back it's not like it, a thing so. where we uh it's not like where we just get take two months off from work and go sit home every day there's there's still plenty of stuff Wait, to go on. You didn't do that. I didn't do that. Maybe no. you did, but I did not. No, I did not either. Um, well, one one other question I was I was thinking about as we were talking about Italy is uh, is that a I have you ever been to Italy? You ever been to no, that part I've, of the country? I've not any, been overseas. Any, any interest in, in going to going mm-hmm. there? Do you have maybe, a do you have a bucket someday. list of a of a place you've always wanted to get to? Um, you know, probably, you know, probably anywhere in Europe at some point. I don't know. Okay. Um, Germany. I don't know. Um, yeah, Italy would be a fun place, I think, to go to. Maybe Sweden. I've always wanted know, to get to uh, Egypt and see the pyramids. That's like my bucket list before I die. That works, too. One yeah. of the coolest things I think that's ever built. So Probably be fun to go down under, go to Australia sometime, too. Yeah. So, But I have, yeah, I have not been overseas. I haven't either. Got to change that. So I, I guess that's my bucket list, just in general, is to get across the water somewhere. <laughs> I've kind of actually never even left, really, the United States. Never been to... Hawaii, never been to Alaska. I've been into like Canadian waters fishing, but I don't know if that really counts as, as leaving the country. I've never been on fo- foreign soil, we'll put it that way. Yeah, well, Hawaii is still the United States. I know, me. but I mean, I've never left the, the continental, continental United, United States. I, I do understand that the Hawaii is where the I'm just States. giving you crap. I, I know. I, I've never left. The, I've been to California and Florida, and that's about it. You've been in the lower 48. I've been in the lower 48. And technically, I'm the to same, Canada. Same way. So. so I've not even been to Canada. So. All right. Well, I got you beat there. Mexico? Been to Mexico? Nope. Haven't been there either. So, All right. Well, people probably don't want to hear about that anymore. But uh, for Brian, I'm Jeremy. We'll be uh, trying to keep this a little more regular now that we've got uh, some content. And um, we'll be back probably later next week to talk uh, talk some more football and everything else that's going on in uh, Husker Athletics. Till then, see you later.